Okay, everyone, we are live. Welcome to another ARCS chat. My name is Robin Bauer Kilgo. I'm going to do a couple of quick announcements and then hand it over to our hosts. Um, just as a reminder, we are looking for conference submissions up through March 5th for the next ARCS conference, which is going to be happening in November. The conference is a hybrid conference. So even if you don't think you'll be traveling in November, please go ahead and take a look at our website at arcsinfo.org. Um, and you can find out about some of the sessions that we're gonna be doing. Again, there's gonna be a hybrid component. There's gonna be people doing virtual, all sorts of fun virtual stuff and online. So even if you think travel is not a possibility for you in November, I urge you to go take a look and see about submitting a proposal. Um, we are also having an all members meeting on March 16th. Uh, along with that all members meeting, we are asking for our membership to submit questions and actually submit little videos if you'd like to say hi and where you're at. If you're interested in do that, again, go to our website, click on the events link for the all members meeting, and you'll see form for you guys to submit forms. And I encourage you to do videos. It can be a simple iPhone video. We love seeing that. We'd love to see where our members are at. Um, and we also have a webinar coming up on March 25th. It's on digital condition reporting. We just opened up the registration. It is $25 for members, $35 for non-members. So if you're interested in finding out about some of the platforms out there for digital webinars or additional condition, excuse me, condition reporting, go take a look at that, sign up for that webinar. It's happening March 25th and it'll be about an hour and a half long. We're pretty excited. Couple of quick technical notes. Um, there is a slight delay before when we're doing this Zoom recording and we're pushing it out on YouTube. So just be aware of that. If you happen to be using the chat, there's a little bit of a delay. delay With delay. the chat, you are more than welcome to talk along in it. You do need to be signed into either your YouTube or Google account. So if you do so, you can go in and you can talk to our fabulous panelists. We also have some people in the chat who are happy to talk to you. So if you want to, go for it. I am now going to go ahead and turn off my camera for a little bit, but I'm going to be here the entire time. And I'm going to go ahead and throw control over to one of our ARCS chat hosts, Amanda Robinson. We'll see you in a bit. Thanks, Robin. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another ARCS chat. As Robin said, I am Amanda, and I'm coming to you from sunny Florida at the Museum of Fine Arts in St. Petersburg. Today, I will be driving our chat bus, if you will, with our guest co-host, Samantha Forsco, who, as you may know, is the vice president of the ARCS board. Now, before we introduce our wonderful panel today, I want to highlight the themes we'll be discussing, those of diversity, equity, accessibility, and inclusion. Now, these are not new topics to our field, nor to our shared zeitgeist. However, the collective events of the past year and more in the United States and beyond have brought into the spotlight the need for genuine and meaningful change within our society. We are going to rein ourselves in a little and focus back in for our discussion today on the work of the ARCS Idea Group, discussing the creation of the task force, their work to date, as well as their potential future. So with that, I'm going to introduce our panelists. We are joined today by four of the eight members of the IDEA Task Force. They are uh, co-chair Dr. Renee S. Anderson, who is the Collections Manager at the Smithsonian Institution of the National Museum of African American History and Culture. We have Shiori Oki, who is the Technical Associate with Wendy Jessup and Associates Incorporated. We have Janet Chen, who is the Senior Assistant Registrar at the Harvard Art Museums within the Division of Collections Management. And we have back with us again, Tiffany Charles, who is the head of exhibitions registration at the Field Museum in Chicago. Thank you to all of our panelists for being here today. And with that, Samantha, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. 
Thank you, Amanda, and welcome everybody today to the ARCS chat. I'm really happy to be joining Amanda and our IDEA Task Force members here to let um, everybody in the membership and outside of the membership know a little bit more about kind of what's been happening behind the scenes at ARCS in regards to inclusivity and diversity. Um, as Amanda mentioned, my name is Samantha Forsco. Some of you might recognize me um, because I am the vice president of ARCS. Um, in my day job, I'm the director of collections at the Art Institute of Chicago. Um, but why I'm here today is because I am lucky enough to be the board liaison to the IDEA Task Force. Um, and before we even kind of get into this conversation, I wanna start off by just saying that I think it's important we acknowledge all of um, the different perspectives that we all bring to this table. And while everybody brings a, a valuable perspective, it, it will be colored um, by our own backgrounds and realities. And I realize and acknowledge right off the, the bat here that um, the conversation I'm going to have today will, will be limited by my perspective as a white cisgendered female at a large well-funded art museum. Um, so part of what you know, it was so important to me about this conversation, about this task force, about the chat today and what we're doing is really having these different perspectives and identities um, brought to the forefront of the conversations. Um, so I'm really excited to be here today. Um, but to give a little bit of history on this task force is kind of how I wanted to start off um, the chat here is to, to let us know why this task force developed and, and what the history was there. So to understand that, we kind of have to go back to spring of 2019. Um, the ARCS board was working on our strategic plan at that time. That was the one that was released at the 2019 Philadelphia conference. So some of you might be familiar with it. Um, we were working with um, an advisor on this strategic plan and we began the conversation about how to best um, promote inclusivity. This was one of the values and ideals that we had decided on in an earlier stage of strategic planning as one of our core, core values. So we were having a conversation about how we wanted to, to live our core values, this one in particular, promoting inclusivity and diversity. Um, obviously, we can't have that conversation without talking about DEAI concepts. Um, so at that time, the board came to the conclusion that we wanted this core concept, promoting inclusivity, one of our identified core values, right, into every part of the organization. We thought originally then at this at that time, kind of baking it in to everything we do was a way to, to truly be living the core values. So rather than having kind of a standing committee or a DEAI task force at that point, that would just sort of be like, look, we put a committee together, that solves it. Um, we didn't want to go that route. We wanted to more specifically try to bake this into everything we do. So we wanted, to, the decision was made specifically to instead encourage and um, try to help our committees and task force to look to promote inclusivity, diversity, equity, um, accessibility, and, and kind of keep that in mind in all of our programmings and actions. And that was one of our hopes when we launched that, that um, strategic plan in, in 2019 at Philadelphia, at the Philadelphia conference. Um, well, that was 2019, right? And then 2020 happened. And like every part of our lives in 2020, the board's thoughts on how we are incorporating DEAI concepts into ARCs also changed and dramatically, like a lot of things. Um, following the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, not to mention the countless others that came before them, 
it became obvious to us that while that was a good idea to try to bake in this idea into everything we do, um, it was more sort of passive and that was not enough at that time. We needed to call out a group specifically to focus on these issues. It was time to make DEAI a focus rather than kind of a side thing. Um, so we really started to, to get behind this and uh, while beginning to think about this, we you know decided we really needed to turn the mirrors on ourselves first before we could really do anything else. So, before ARCs can, can be of any help to our membership, which after all, that's the point of the organization, um, we wanted to make sure that our organization first was, before we were trying to help other people, um, that we were, we were actually promoting inclusivity, truly. We were truly looking at diversity. We're truly doing that from the inside out. Before we can make an impact on the field at large, we need to start at home. And it's it's time that we take a hard look at ourselves so we can honestly say, are we doing this before we kind of move on to the next steps? Um, it's you know time for us to encounter the systematic issues that we've all been a part of, if there's any hope to, to move forward. And that was kind of the beginning of how we recognize the need for this, for this specific task force. And so with that in mind, um, the board, along with some other um, members of, of the community, uh, we created a temporary charge for the Inclusivity, Diversity, Equity, and Accessibility IDEA um, task force to sort of jumpstart this um, internal reflection process. Um, and I want to mention, we'll talk about this kind of more, but um, this first task force is only meant to be a starting point. It's, it's a first step. Um, it's one we will anticipate will be many steps of how we can look at our internal processes um, and actually decide are they are they truly supporting or are they suppressing these DEA concepts and principles. Um, it's hard to say exactly what the next iteration of the task force will be. I'm sure there will be one, um, but that's kind of something we're working on right now with the task force, what the next steps will be. Um, and I, before kind of moving on to introducing our, uh, the task force members, that's the real reason we're here. Um, I also wanted to kind of mention one other, one other thing that I think is sort of special about this, this group. Um, when we sort of began this conversation about how we need to do this internal look at ourselves, we, we did talk about working with an outside consultant on the topic, um, you know, hiring someone to come in and we, when we originally thought about that, you know, I think it was again looking to sort of solve the problem. But then, after the events of 2020, it became even more important that we we take this on and and we do it really um, thoughtfully. And we kind of thought, how better to to really get this perspective from the the people who have been working in the field as registrars and collection collection specialists who are part of this community, whether they are members or not. We wanted that to be the, the group that was looking at us because, again, we want to serve the membership. We want to serve registrars and collection specialists, whether or not they're members. And that was the point of, of the task force. So the idea of task force is made up of all registrars and collection specialists, both ARCS members and non-members, some with a great deal of experience within the fields of um, both collections care and DEI, DEAI, and some with um, you know new emerging professionals with some some fresh perspectives. Um, so with that kind of long-winded um, introduction, I um, again want to pass it over to our the the task force itself, and I'm going to start off with just sending it over to you, Renee, one of our wonderful um, co-chairs. 
I believe you're muted, Renee. It's and not there you have it, technology yeah. at its finest, user error. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. I'm Renee S. Anderson, and I am a co-chair along with Adrian Tafoya. And the task force is going to introduce ourselves and include our other members who are not able to be on the task force to chat with us today. There is a limit to technology, even though it's wonderful. So the reason why um, I wanted to be on the task force is that I have a desire to expand access for underrepresented groups into the museum field. I um, focus on special projects in my job at the museum. I do media interactions, council collection support, VIP visitor experiences, and special collections projects. I also have the joy of doing critical community interaction through our treasures program. I've served as the conservation internship representative for our museum for an incredible program that is pan-institutional at the Smithsonian is for conservation internship broadening access, which is funded by the Mellon Foundation. And so I have a heart for the museum fields, the museum world, and how we can work together and work better, but looking to see much more representation within the museum field. And I just figured for some people and some communities, they just didn't know how to get here. How do they get connected to us? And so Adrian Tafoya is a California native Tehon Indian tribe, is her incredible, amazing community connection. She's been a registrar and a collections manager since 2003. And she has a BA in art history from Chico State and an MA in museum studies from John F. Kennedy University. Her graduate thesis was on caring for sacred Native American objects in museums. She has held registrar positions in art and history museums, university museums, and private collections. She's currently the senior collections manager at the McClung Museum of Natural History and Culture at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And she serves on UT's NAGPRA committee. She brings such inc incredible experience in the museum field as well as interactions and personal experience for being within groups that are not always at the table or not always given a strong voice. It is a joy to have it on this task force. And so the rest of the task force members will also share. Shiori. Hi, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. And thank you, Renee um, and Samantha and the ARCS chat team for having us here today. My name is Shiori. I am a graduate of the George Washington University MA Museum Studies Program, and I received my BA in Classical Languages and Literature from Pacific Lutheran University. My emphasis in both degrees focused on understanding and challenging systemic power hierarchies that have become inherent practices in social and cultural institutions today. Currently, I work as a technical associate with Wendy Jessup and Associates. We are a small woman-owned business that provides preventive conservation services to a variety of cultural heritage institutions. I joined this ARCS task force because I was excited to jump into an opportunity as an emerging professional um, to engage with passionate colleagues and dialogue about DEAI practices and values within a larger community of peers. I also want to take the chance to introduce um, Candace Thomas. 
Candace is a museum registrar at Crozier Fine Arts and oversees registration and artifact inventory activities on major, currently on a major museum collection relocation project. She has earned her BA in history with a minor in classical studies from Georgetown University and an MA in museum studies from New York University. Um, Candace believes in the need for diverse voices within both ARC's organization and the museum field. I'll go. <laughs> um, I'm uh, Tiffany Charles. I, uh, I've been in the museum field for uh, in collections and registration. My entire career has been in uh, collections and registration for um, over 15 years now. Um, I uh, have, I'm, I'm from Chicago, so I got my bachelor's degree in history from DePaul in Chicago, DePaul University. Uh, then I started working in the museum field, um, starting out as a collections tech at the Chicago History Museum. Uh, spent a number of years in other uh, institutions around Chicago. Uh, I went to, in, um, gosh, 2009, I went to the UK to get my master's degree in maritime archaeology. And um, I spent a few years working in the museum field in New Orleans uh, before moving back up to Chicago where I'm now at the Field Museum. Uh, also during my time in New Orleans, I was the uh, vice president of the board of the LGBTQ um, Archives Project of Louisiana. It's a mouthful. Um, so uh, the reason I joined this, for, uh, this task force is, or I applied to um, the task force is because um, uh, I, as, as a queer person, of course, I'm, I'm really interested in, uh, uh, you know, visibility and representation in the museum field. Um, but I'm also, I think, a strong ally to the BIPOC community. I try to be. Uh, so, you know, I, I identify a lot with ARCS as an organization more than any others uh, because of uh, my entire career in this field. And uh, I did notice the absence of DEAI um, initiatives within ARCS. And so when I saw this happening, I was just really, really excited uh, to see this moving forward with ARCS. Um, so that's my story. I'm also uh, speaking uh, about Dottie Terraberry, one of our uh, colleagues on the task force. Uh, Dottie has worked in the registration field since 1997. Uh, she earned her BA in liber liberal arts with a concentration in art history from Sarah Lawrence College. She has worked as a registrar for outward loans and exhibitions. She has held registrar positions in art museums, a traveling exhibitions organization, and currently works at the New York Historical Society, where she has been registrar for exhibitions since 2011. She is interested in creating opportunities and spaces to actively support and mentor new and emerging professionals of color. Uh, she also notes that um, she joined the task force uh, because she worked in a, the field for a number of years now and came up seeing only a handful of people of color in the field and almost none in senior positions. Uh, that's the reason that she's so interested in mentorship. The call for the IDEA task force last summer seemed to finally acknowledge that there are blind spots in the field. That call seemed to finally sig signal a willingness to look within and examine some of those issues. So I'm last. Um, my name is Janet Chen, and I am the Senior Assistant Registrar Managing Campus Lending at the Harvard Art Museums. Um, I really love my position because it's really about connecting the general campus to the art museum's artwork. 
you know, you might not have the opportunity or the chance to actually step into the museum to view exhibitions. But if you're living with the artwork, if you're interacting with the artwork on a daily basis in the classroom or in your dormitory, you still have that experience uh, of really connecting to the artwork on a very different level. Um, so I graduated from Wellesley College and I majored in art history and English there. And when I was there, I was really focused on cultural organizations. I was the president of the Taiwanese Cultural um, Association and also co-chair of Asian Awareness Month. And the reason why I was so involved in that type of programming was because I am a first-generation immigrant and I grew up in suburban Chicago where it was very, very white. I didn't see a lot of myself represented um, in my community. And so when I got to Wellesley, it was really that first chance to be able to actually feel connected um, and to really embrace my cultural heritage. So that was an amazing opportunity. Um, and the reason why I was interested in this DEAI task force was because, again, when I entered the museum field, I didn't necessarily see a lot of myself represented um, in my colleagues. And so it was something that even if it isn't meant to be kind of othering, it still does feel like you're not really represented in the community. And that's um, something that I think is very near and dear to me. And I'm hoping that with this work that we're doing with the task force and with all these changes um, in perceptions that we can really push the needle forward and help this become a more inclusive um, environment for future generations as well. Um, I also wanted to introduce our other colleague, Amy Cow, who couldn't be with couldn't be here with us today, um, but she is the curatorial assistant at the Center of Southwest Studies at Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado since 2018. Fort Lewis is a majority minority native serving institution situated on the ancestral homeland of the Nuku, Ute, Apache, the Pueblos, Hopi, Zuni, and the Dine Nation. Amy received her BA from Wesleyan University with a double major in anthropology and archeology span and is remotely pursuing a master's in museum studies at Southern University at New Orleans. She is a member of Fort Lewis College's staff and faculty of color group and the diversity collaborative. Wonderful. Well, thank you all so much for sharing your backgrounds and your experiences. It's been a pleasure to hear uh, about them and hear about the task force. Um, as a gentle reminder, we do have task force members who are also in the YouTube chat. So if you have questions for the panelists, questions about the task force, please put them in there and um, we'll try and get to them as soon as we can. So I wanted to go through a few questions, learn a little bit more about the task force and what we're doing. And one of the first ones I'd like to start off with, and maybe some of the panelists could participate uh, and give their feedback, is what are the goals of the task force? What do you see as the goals for the task force? And feel free for anyone to jump in. Well, I'd, I would like to answer first sort of on behalf of the, the board is that's who put together the task force, right? That's where it came from. So we had some pretty specific goals from the task force uh, that we kind of gave to the task force in looking, again, we wanted to turn the mirror on ourselves, on ARCs and see how ARCs is, is doing in terms of a lot of these um, principles. Um, you know, we all sort of suspected and that it probably wasn't as as well as we could be doing better. Um, so that's kind of where we started with it. It's sort of an amorphous goal, really, of like, how are we doing and how can we do better? And I know that 
the task force has taken a lot of time to really discuss what it has been like for each of them within the field to what their experience has been like being a registrar and collection specialist within the field. Um, and I, I kind of want to turn it over to you guys a little bit to talk about some of that and how that has sort of changed a little bit how the original... What your thoughts have been, I guess, moving um, and trying to find your, your footing within the group um, and how that has affected how the group has, what, what it's turned into and what it's been working on. Um, I can take this. So I have to admit, when I first joined this group, I was a little nervous because I wasn't sure what the makeup was going to be like. Um, so it was really refreshing to see this group of women that are diverse in so many ways. And it was interesting to hear about all of our shared experiences. Like, you know, even though we of our different ethnicities and grew up in different locations and had different experiences leading us up to this point, there was still kind of that shared experience in that. And that was really refreshing. Um, I think because the work that we are doing is so important and also sensitive in a lot of ways, it was really important to build up that trust. And so I think that especially um, having done that, we can have really productive, raw, candid conversations, which is so necessary to in order to actually move forward in a productive way. And I would also like to say, though, Adrian and I are the I guess you could say the co-chairs for the task force. Everyone has an equal voice. Everyone has the same power to raise their hand and say, we need to look in this direction. We need to consider this. Um, this is something that um, I've noticed and I, I feel strongly about. So we need to bring this to the table and we need to discuss it. And everyone has that power and um, has that respect. And that's why I believe that it was so important for us to take uh, a long amount of time for us to get to know each other because none of us knew each other when we uh, joined the task force. We're all new to each other and we wanted to be comfortable. We wanted to be, I just wanted everyone to be comfortable and to be able to say, um, I have something I need to share and I need to work through this and I need to share something with you that maybe you've not experienced, but you know, we're comfortable with each other and it takes time. And truthfully, there are no isms that can be healed or even explored in six months. It takes time. And we have given each other the time to become comfortable with each other. And leading up to that, what we actually have done is that we have asked the board for an extension on our time to complete the charges that have been um, placed before us in this task force. And so we're waiting to hear, but we've asked for an extension from April through June so that we could be in alignment with other committees at ARCS. Renee, may I ask that, since this is a new process for us as an organization, but as, as you pointed out, for all the individuals who are on the task force, was knowing that or learning that you needed to spend time to get to know each other, something that you had anticipated or was that something unexpected as you explored the task force and the work that's being asked of you? It was something that I asked, Adrian and I asked Samantha, it's amazing. I mean, 
Adrienne is like my sister from another mother because she says the same thing I'm about to say. She types the same thing in an email that I'm about to, to type. And others, I'm like, oh, I, meant to, I meant to say that. And someone else, she already will say it, or Janet, or Amy, or Dottie. And so it's amazing how we've gotten to this point. But I just thought, you know, so often you run into a meeting, you're on a team, you run in and you may know people or you may not know them, but you're expected to sit down and start cranking out the work immediately. And I thought this is so critical and so important that Samantha, I think we need to spend some time and I'm willing to stay on a Zoom call as long as it's necessary for anyone who can come through with the first meeting. And we, we all stayed and we've continued to do that and to talk. And I'm like, okay, we're at our limit. And they're like, yes, and let us continue. <laughs> and we continue on. So um, I, I would say that all of us were in alignment with that. We really needed time to get to know each other and to be able to trust each other. Yeah. And if I can, if I can jump in also, I think, so Renee, part of Part of the, and I want to talk about the nominations process, how we got uh, everybody on this task force, but um, when we met Renee in the nominations process, we knew that she had a, a great deal of experience in in both DEAI initiatives as well as um, you know collections and registration, um, Adrian as well, who, who isn't here. And I entered, I tried to enter this task force with as few ideas about how it was going to go as possible. Um, I didn't, I don't know if any of us knew exactly what it was going to look like or what it was going to be like. And that's sort of why we had kept it sort of um, a little bit fuzzier in the, the definition. So the way we began, we really let I, you know, I really let Renee, as, as I would have with some other uh, task forces and things I've worked on through ARCs, it's, I've, I've come in with an idea of how I've wanted to go. But this one, I really tried to come in just totally, however, this is not my area of expertise. This is, you know, not something I have a ton of experience in. And so I wanted to take the experience to learn and just to, to let the group guide guide the experience. And I think that Renee is totally, I've been so impressed by, and I've sort of just been watching from the outside. I haven't been as involved in their in-depth conversation, but I've been so impressed with how um, they've all been able to come together. And I think that that is really, that's a result in and of itself from this task force um, and how, how we should be thinking about moving forward. And frankly, all of our committees, right? All of them, we should be approaching them with a little bit more of this, this flexibility and understanding, and that will help us to become a more inclusive organization, which again, that was the goal. But I think that it's a little bit tough to answer because we came in without prescribed rules, how, how, how we've done with a lot of other task force. So it was a very different experience, um, but I think we've learned a lot about it. And I'm it did it did mean that we had to extend the that we're asking for the the charge to be extended because that wasn't you know i don't think we had anticipated that to begin with but that was part we knew that this would be a first step and are excited to to continue to continue growing in in this way um amanda i'd also really like to respond to your question because i had every expectation coming into the first meetings few meetings that we would spend time getting to know each other, largely because 
I don't think that you can have convert like really intentional conversations about your experiences around diversity, inclusion, equity, and accessibility without having um, without truth telling and without authenticity. And that's something that uh, speaking to Janice's point, or, sorry, Janet's point earlier, like you have to build the trust in order to make that possible and in order to make it genuine. Um, so I've been absolutely awestruck and um, amazed by the authenticity that's brought to the table by all of the task force members. And um, I think it's been extremely meaningful for us in our sort of processes of thinking, well, what comes next for us is in this extension process and also um, in conversations with Samantha. So I think that intentionality in, in really getting to know each other has been such an integral part of really focusing on those values and those principles. I wanna give everyone else a chance to respond as well. Yes, Tiffany. Yeah. Um, Again, um, just as everybody else said, you know, this this was a slightly different situation than, as Samantha kind of said, than, than you would might normally have on um, a committee or task force like this because um, we had to uh, we had to learn to trust each other um, and and also uh, you know there was there was that this kind of really personal part of it, but but also we were given um, a lot of latitude to find out how best to achieve um, these uh, th these things that were asked of us. So um, we kind of had to explore that too, like just the, like logistically um, and, and also like the priorities. Um, and so, uh, you know, kind of talking more about those things, I think one thing that we have to do, and again, this was, um, there was a lot of discussion about it. So this is what took a good deal of time is talking about also like DEAI principles and what we might expect from um, specifically a, an organization that focuses on registration and collection specialists and collections related matters. Um, so one thing, and again, this, this turning it inward, we, I think that we all know at this point that there's going to be um, some kind of, we're probably going to have to break out and start having these conversations within ARCS as an organization. Um, speaking to members of the committees, certainly speaking to uh, board members. And, we, you know, we're still talking about what that looks like. What, what is the key information that we need to get from uh, these members and these and, and the board members? Um, yeah, what, what we need to get from them in order to, uh, in order to like, you know, write something up based on like, like an assessment of what we've seen. Um, there, there's, you know, that there's, it's so loaded <laughs> that uh, it's going to take a bit of time for us to, you know, sort that out and then actually have these really meaningful conversations. And just as it took, it took a little time for us to learn to trust each other. I mean, we are expecting committee members and board members to trust us with this information. Uh, and that's tricky too. So we're still navigating all of that. Well, and I would even um, imagine that this will, this foundational work you're doing will only help as we garner feedback from our membership and from people in the field. Like if we have this understanding amongst the task force itself, it's only better preparing you 
to listen and hear what's going to be shared with you as you move forward in the goals and the work you want to do. Um, and I guess that makes me wonder, um, I imagine there, there's going to be some type of flexibility to respond as well to what's being asked from the membership. I'm curious to know if you've thought about that or if you're even at a point to start thinking about how you'll respond to membership and, and the information they provide you with. Yeah, so we, um, to back up a little, we have been really intentionally starting um, inside out. So we haven't, I think, gotten totally into the member membership aspects just yet. Um, but that is, I, I think, more of a long-term plan. Um, but, uh, and I know that there's some more information that we want to share on, on that as well. Um, but I did want to mention kind of through putting together this task force, we did actually think not even just about the membership, um, but we went even a little bit bigger than that. And just who collections specialists and registrars at large, even if they're not members. So something we did in this task force, which was a little bit different um, than a lot of the other task force that we've, or committees that we've had is, is there, we actually have members on this task force that are not ARCS members, because we understood that that itself might be something that is kind of limiting the membership part of it. And if we truly, again, want to truly be an inclusive organization that serves registrars and collection specialists, then we need to look at it from both, you know, the membership and the non-members. So, um, that's kind of, I think, a little bit sideways to your question, but um, I did want to mention that we're, we're even looking outside of just ARCS membership and, and really looking at the field as a whole in this. Um, but all that said, I do know there are some plans out there for um, talking to the membership, and I'll, I'll, again, pass that over to the task force to discuss. So we put together this kind of comprehensive survey because one thing that we realized when we started um, looking inward is that a lot of this information is missing. It's not there. The questions that we wanted to ask, we didn't have the answers to. Um, and so that is the reason why we put together um, the survey that should be coming out to membership um, and um, everybody involved soon. And we really tried to be thoughtful about how we asked the questions the way we asked um, and what the content was too. Um, so that um, has been really, I think, fruitful um, to work towards. And so hopefully we get um, that people actually respond and we actually get responses to it. Um, and we can actually work with that as we continue forward. Thanks, Janet. Um, I suppose I'm a little curious to know um, what, what is the hope of the feedback you're going to receive from the survey? And I don't know if you feel ready to talk about that, but I figured we could talk a little bit about what you are able to discuss regarding the survey. Well, I would like to say that we encourage uh, those that we do contact and reach out to, to um, provide early and honest communication to the questions that we ask. We're not looking to point fingers at anyone. We're just looking to get um, a really good understanding because that's what the board has asked for. What is the internal structure of ARCS like? How does it work? And so we want to be able to share that with them. And we can share best 
when those that we communicate with are honest with us and are willing to trust us. Um, the survey information, all of it will be anonymous so that you may be as, as open as you're comfortable with. Um, there's the possibility of even oral discussions, if you so decide, along with um, a standard survey that would be distributed. And I say a standard survey, but I say a standard survey type instrument that would be distributed. Because at the heart of the matter, we want to be able to provide a comprehensive report to the board, committee chairs, committee members, and the entire membership with an honest and a detailed report on the structure of ARCs so that it is much, much easier, not saying it won't be a lot of hard work, but it is much, much easier to move forward. So we're collecting information and trying to get as much information so that we can share so that you can make strong, valid, and valuable decisions on how to move forward. Samantha, oh, I'm sorry, if other panelists want to contribute to that, I want to give you a chance to answer as well. Okay. Samantha, I was curious if you could speak to maybe some of the long-term aspirations for the task force. Like this isn't just a temporary audit that we're doing right now. This is something we're hoping to basically build into the structure of ARCs and, and maybe even beyond since we've talked a little bit about serving not only membership, but just in general individuals who are collections professionals. Yes, um, that's correct. We, I mentioned this is, this was going to be, we started off with this kind of short term on the task force because we didn't want to put too much of our maybe preconceived notions on what it should look like or how it should act. But that doesn't mean that we put together the task force just thinking six months and it would be done. We very intentionally put it together with the knowledge that there would be steps after it. Maybe that would be a standing committee or maybe we would go back to exploring that idea of how we can bake the bake the concepts in way back to that idea we had when we were working on the strategic plan in, in 2019 but to actually do it a little bit more thoughtfully and um you know impactfully so i'm, I'm not entirely you know what we decide to do will depend a little bit on the next steps of, of this current group so i don't have the total um response for what that will look like just yet but we are long-term committed to making this be a part of our organization the um reason one of the one of the reasons why i was chosen to be the board liaison for this group was one i i I started bringing this up um, and then two as, as the vice president I will be with the board kind of the longest the longest um, time so we can make sure that this stays through and you know I'm, I'm hoping to to get that um, you know to to move forward with people who are successors and all of that um, but that was part of it that that we really intentionally tried to include that this would be something that was going to be long-term. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so we did get a question from the chat and I'm going to go ahead and share that with you all. Um, Suzanne wants to know what kind of information is the survey seeking? It would be interesting to hear a summation of it. So the survey was, I think originally we had something like 60 questions. It was 
extensive and in large part because we were looking at questions that we felt were integral to kind of soliciting an understanding of all the different parts of ARCS as an organization and then the impact of those parts within kind of the external membership, non-member community. And so as we've started to sort of refine our understanding of the charge that the board had given us, and and I also want to express that um, we as a, as a task force kind of wrestled with, is a survey the right thing to do? Should we be approaching this another way? If we do do a survey, how are we going to navigate these questions about, is it an internal process or an external one? Um, and so ultimately what, what has been produced is, I think we're down to like 40 questions maybe, um, but uh, 40 very intentional questions that we want from um, people engaged in ARCs to kind of guide our guide an understanding of what the organization has done for them as collections managers, where there are gaps in their experiences related to DEAI. And and I don't wanna I don't want to provide too much context because I don't want anyone's perceptions about knowing what's coming to sort of lead their way to to think about it. Cause because back to this one of my original statements, like we want authenticity, we want genuine interaction and responses. And I think a large part of that comes from, you know, you're posed with a question and what does your gut tell you? What, what is your genuine response? Um, and so in gathering this information, I think what we've ultimately kind of, kind of resolved with is that hopefully to some degree, whatever these responses provide us, help us kind of on the back end of things with filling in our gaps of knowledge, um, with understanding the community that ARCS has. Um, so that's, that's where I'm gonna leave that. I don't know if anyone else wants to contribute anything. Um, I'll just say quickly that uh, you know, again, as as Shuri was saying, like we we really kind of grappled with this, and I think we might have gotten it down to a lower number. Renee might have that final uh, final uh, question count, uh, but I think one thing that we um, recognized pretty early on is that it's important that the survey um, not only be for ARCS members, but those who might become uh, more involved in ARCS. Um, if given the opportunity, you know, if given the opportunity, if, and by that, I mean, um, seeing, seeing their work and themselves reflected in, uh, the things that ARCS is doing. Uh, and I, you know, I don't think that that's happening as much as, um, it should be, and probably as much as ARCS wants to, which is why we're here. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, those, museums with, um, you know, collections representing underrepresented people. Um, and, uh, you, you know, just like uh, those, like, arcs seems to focus a lot on fine arts and it makes, there's a ton of reasons why, right? But um, even in that, like we're, you know, going out to the smaller institutions um, 
those that um, might not otherwise uh, be members because they can't afford it, um, and those that might not even know about ARCs. And so it's, I think, one challenge that we still need to discuss is how to get this out there to, um, you know, uh, First Nations, museums, and institutions, um, and again, all of these underrepresented groups uh, getting this survey out to see what they would like to see from ARCs, what would bring them, you know, in and get them more involved. Which has been just, it's always something we've been, we've talked about, but I'm just, I love that we have this focus now behind it. It is, it's so great. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> I do want to follow up with a little bit of what you had talked about, Tiffany. Um, we mentioned, or the panels mentioned, um, wanting to reach out to, to non-ARC members, members, to others who are part of the field of collections stewardship, but not necessarily involved with ARCs. Do, do you have any understanding at this point what it is you're hoping to be able to do for them, or what information we're hoping to, hoping to be able to receive or to give back for individuals who aren't necessarily a part of ARCs? It might be a loaded question, but I figured I'll ask. I mean, I've spoken a lot. I think Renee's um, worked a lot on the questions and, and why we've chosen the ones that we have. Well, we want to learn. We don't want to make assumptions. Um, you can get um, a false sense of security if you don't actually have valid information that you can trust. And so that's what we want to be able to do is to have information that we can trust and be able to share it with the ARCs board, co-chairs, committees, and members, and that it's information that, that can be trusted. And so we're not sure what we would find, but we think those are critical components of information that we should um, collect, if at all possible. Yeah, and I think... One thing I would add that I know I've really like, I feel like I've brought up in each of our meetings and that I like struggle with personally in, as a member of this task force is that we've been assigned to do an internal assessment of ARCs as an organization and its focus on DEAI principles and practices. We are not currently, the task force is not currently the body of authority for creating or enforcing DEAI practices. And that doesn't mean that the task force can't move towards something like that or make recommendations for whatever the next iteration is. But I think when we're soliciting this information from members, non-members, just the broader community of collections specialists and registrars that what to what Renee said, like, we want information because without it, we can't provide ARCs anything. Um, and yet we're not, we are not yet in a place to say these are the next best things to do to enforce or to practice or to advocate for. Like that is such a, such a process and we're only now at the beginning with ARCs. Um, so I think just wanting to like constantly remind myself um and i think the arcs community too that like this is a new process for arcs to to lead into and and we're doing our best to to really be true to that process 
It looks like we don't necessarily have a question from the chat, but a comment um, from Linda who mentions that the Collection Stewardship Professional Network of AAM has its own idea task force. Um, so clearly these are things that are being discussed museum wide, but if that's anything we want to add to, please panelists feel free to. Yes, we are aware. As a matter of fact, we actually had a meeting with um, the leader of that um, component of AAM. We've also um, taken the time to research and to look into what other museum industry communities are also doing in the area. Not saying we can't lead the way, but it's good to know what else is going on out there in the world. It's, it's never really wise to barricade yourself and, and hide in a bunker and not be aware of what's going on around you. But yeah, good yeah. points. Um, I think Linda mentions also in the in the chat is that um, the the collection stewardship of AAM our uh, equivalent of idea is is serving a different function right now. Um, they're doing more, I think, of the outreach model um, and looking at resources to help organizations. Whereas we've sort of flipped that a little bit and decided to look inward first. Um, but we've definitely been keeping in touch with the other um, the other organizations out there who are doing similar work and and trying to be the best researchers we can by staying up to date on what else is happening. Thanks, Samantha. Um, we do also have another comment from Sydney. Hey, Sydney. Um, thank you for your time and effort in this area. She asks, will you consider surveying the ARCS committees to see how they function and where the idea work could be amplified. I think we talked a, a, touched a little bit on that, but I don't know if any of the panelists want to speak to that a little further. Well, we are cognizant of, we don't really want to share what um, is in the survey instrument because we don't want to impact the responses that we receive. Right. But, 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 we hear you and we've had discussions and, and, and comments. Yeah, and, and we are also turning that inward. Um, there is going to be that um, discussion with, uh, again, uh, members of the committees, um, chairs of the committees, um, and as well as um, board members. We just, um, you know, again, we had this discussion first of uh, we need to, our first thought was we need to know what, people need from ARCs. Um, and so we started on um, creating this survey uh, that, you know, again, we, I think we've gotten it to a point, I think we all agree that we've gotten it to a point where uh, we just need to figure out how that's going to be rolled out. But now we are co concentrating more on how we're going to do that um, review of, of uh, of ARCs internally and what that will look like. Um, that's still something that we're um, working out, which is why we need the extension. <laughs> uh, well, we are getting close to our time. I can't believe an hour has already flown by, but I do want to give the panelists an opportunity to mention anything else that they'd like to while we're still here and still have the chat up. 
I just want to thank all of the um, panelists who are here and also in the chat and everybody on the task force actually um, for it's this has been as the board liaison this has been such a growing experience for me and I've learned so much from all of you and I truly appreciate it so thank you. Thanks, Samantha. All right. Well, then we will go ahead and wrap it up. A big thank you to everybody who from the task force has been in the chat with us today, has been on the panel today. Appreciate you all sharing your stories and all of the work you are taking very seriously and doing very thoroughly. It's only going to make us as a society and as a membership um, better. And I'm very excited to see the work that we can through at the end of this. Um, so if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do hit the notification button so you are notified every time we post a new video, webinar, training, etc. We also have a podcast that's uh, taken from this chat, posted most Fridays, usually the Fridays afterwards, depends on how fast John edits his stuff. But expect to find it wherever you can find podcasts. If you like it, give it a review on iTunes um, and give us feedback. Tell us what you wanna hear. Uh, what topics you want us to cover, how can we best serve you. And we have another ARCS chat coming. It'll be April 6th, I believe, which is the first Tuesday of every month. Topic is coming together, so we'll let you all know what that will be shortly. And um, I will go ahead and link the description and the bios that the task force has put together about themselves and the work that they've done uh, to, the YouTube to the YouTube video, as well as to the podcast. And you can actually find it online on the ARCS website um, under the ARCS chat page. Thank you all again for being here. It's been lovely to learn from you and to talk with you and um, we'll see everyone at the next ARCS chat. Please take Please care, take and care and stay, stay safe. safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.